It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Locked On Jazz for the 22nd of August. The summer interview series continues with the legendary Ron Boone. He shares the moment he believed in Donovan Mitchell. Plus, the national interview circuit continues and the takeaway I have. And more great stuff from the Locked On Jazz Facebook group. It's all coming up on today's edition of Locked On Jazz. Pow! How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. This is Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz, giving you insight, expertise, geeky little numbers on the Utah Jazz. You can get this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Google Podcast. That's Google. Google Podcast, Spotify, or you can tell your smart speaker to play the podcast Locked on Jazz. Hope you're great. Thanks very much for tuning in uh, and enjoying uh, the program, hopefully a little bit. Ron Boone joins us today for the Summer Interview Series, and uh, he's great. He's really, really good. We have a good time. It'll be today and tomorrow's shows uh, for you on that. Today's show is brought to you by... The store at 6200 South 20th East, that's home of the Mudslide Cookie, as well and uh, as Murdoch Hyundai. I loved it. I got a tweet from a guy who said to me that now that we're launching the college station tomorrow, the college programs launch here on Locked on the Locked On Podcast Network, and one of those is Locked On BYU. Uh, the And... Uh, with Jake Hatch is the host, and somebody said, my drive to work, locked on jazz, my drive home, locked on BYU. That's my equivalent of coffee and a mudslide cookie. That's kind of a nice way to say it. Appreciate that. Uh, I did another one of the uh, the national interviews I did for Locked on Fantasy Basketball, and it's interesting because my instinct on these is not to be like this total homer, but you start to dig into the numbers on who the Jazz are, and you you kind of get there pretty quickly. Um, we got into the Jazz big man rotations on the show, and if you go back to, you know, last year the Jazz played 54 games with Favors and Gobert together, and the defensive rating was a 98. The year before they played 46 games together, it was a 96.5. So over the last 10 game, 110 games, when Favors and Gobert have played together, the Jazz defensive rating is a 97.4, and they're plus 8.6. All right, so that's, uh, you know, that's a, like, okay. And, and the takeaway I have on this, and maybe I'll just do a whole show on this at some point, when I start to analyze the Jazz and I try not to be a homer and I just analyze them numerically from the point of view of the same way I would the Pelicans or the Thunder, some of the numbers just are incredible. You know, the the best defense in the NBA last year was a 101.5, and here I'm telling you that the Jazz defense over the last 110 games with Favors and Gobert on the floor, is a 97.4. The league average is about a 107. Ten points better than the league average. The Warriors' offense last year was 112, which is five points better than the league average. 
Now, what's incredible is that the Jazz, with Rudy Gobert on the floor with a small, are better both offensively and defensively last year than they were when they had favors on the floor. Now, you don't want to take that too far because to some extent you're comparing minutes against starters versus minutes against non-starters. But they're better defensively. The defense was a 98.0 with Gobert and Favors, which is amazing. But the Jazz with Gobert and a small, if you take Joe Johnson out of the mix, was a 96.3. So the Jazz defense with Gobert on the floor, without Favors, and without Joe Johnson, is slightly better. Even more incredible. And if you look over the last two years at the small lineups that the Jazz have used, the defense has been fine. With Joe Johnson in the 16-17 season, they were a 101.3. Some of this has Joe uh, at the small forward, so it's a little misleading. With Boris Diaw, who's not known as a defense player, didn't play in the league last year, a 100.9. And with Trey Lyles, a 100.3. Go to the 17-18 season, put Gobert on with a small power forward. And the Jazz defense with Jay Crowder's Excuse me, Tabo Cephalosha's a 98.8. Jonas Jarebko's not back, 99.6. And Jay Crowder, 91.6. So the small lineups, Joe Johnson was plus 12, Boris Diaw plus 9, Tabo Cephalosha plus 9.5, Jonas Jarebko, 9.6, Jay Crowder, 15.8, are all actually better than the Jazz 8.6 with Favors and Gobert. Again, Favors and Gobert only playing against starters, but it just it it maybe is a comment to how incredible this team defensively really might be. Joe Johnson and Derek Favors played 246 minutes together last year. In 246 minutes, they were outscored by 52 points. In the 176 Joe Johnson played with Rudy Gobert, they were outscored by eight points. In the 242 minutes he played with Epe Uda, they were outscored by 24. So if you eliminate Joe Johnson, these numbers are just incredible. When Derek Favors played without Joe Johnson and without Rudy Gobert, so that's now Favors in as the five, the Jazz were plus 47 over 1,065 minutes. The defense was not great. It was a 105.8, but the offense was great. Here's something that I think gets interesting. Do the Jazz, I thought of this last night when I was doing uh, the Josh Lloyd show. Would the Jazz consider playing drop the big defense, which is the way we play with Gobert, where the they come off the pick and roll, Gobert drops back and protects the basket. With Rudy... And then end up playing switching defense for the minutes in which Derek Favors is in the game. So as a opponent, you actually suddenly have to deal with two different things. Now, as a player, you have to deal with two different things also. Um, so that, you know, let's make sure that, um, let's make sure we, that you're, you know, that you understand maybe that there's some problems with that as well. Uh, there, we has a poll question on locked on, and I got to find what Jimmy, Jimmy Winkowski or whatever, something of the sort, posted a great 
piece the other day on Locked on Jazz Facebook. Here it is. Okay, so add this. Uh, This is from Jimmy Winkowski on the Locked on Jazz Facebook group. By the way, I've moved that to a closed group, and I will be adminning comments here pretty soon. So um, just as we get it started, we'll make some evolutions. And Jesse Dunn gave me some great suggestions. He runs a really nice group and makes a lot of sense. Um, So with Ricky Rubio on the court, without Rodney Hood and Joe Johnson, the Jazz were plus 10 in 1,687 minutes. In the hundred, in the thousand minutes, with Ricky Rubio off the floor, and no Ru- Rodney Hood and no Joe Johnson, this is back to the logic of that you made your moves in the at the deadline. The Jazz were plus seven point eight. Okay, so with Rubio they're plus ten. Without him they're plus seven point eight. I mean these numbers are incredible. It it's hard for me to believe that they hold because they're just that incredible. But if you're analyzing the and, – and I'm also – you know, I think as a Jazz fan, you don't want to be that crazy to believe all this to be true or else you're going to – you know, it's somewhat nuts. And the end of seasons are traditionally a bad time to take data and believe it propels you forward. Okay, that's, that's just true. Um, and the Jazz finished 29-6, and six, so that's a 68-win pace. That should be. Russ Lyman over on the Jazz Facebook – uh, locked on Jazz Facebook group did a nice job. Also, um, he points out, you know, the net rating the Jazz had during this period of time was a plus twelve. That's the sixteen seventeen Warriors, the ninety six ninety seven Bulls. That that's the level by which the Jazz played. It's a great great post. Feel free to join the Locked on Jazz post, uh, Locked on Jazz Facebook group, and get all this. There's some great great work uh, being done by everybody. A lot of fun, super super group. And uh, we're up to about 1,400 members, and we'll continue to grow. All right, Ron Boone comes up next on Locked on Jazz with his 50 years of basketball knowledge, 30 of them in the booth. Today's show is brought to you by The Score. It's six, the score. The Store. Not by The Score. Good app, though. The Store. Sorry about that. Uh, at 6200 South and 20th East. That's 6200 South, 20th East. I love the store. Like it's, I'm going today. Like I go down to the valley. It just becomes a part of my routine. I'm going to run a bunch of errands, and one of them is going to be to go to the store. And why? Because it gives you that community feel. Whether it's the fact that you're going to go stop by and pick up your June pies, whether it's the all the the bitters and the you know various companies, the great cheese plate they have there. You can feel when you go to the store that Jeff and Scott have manicured and taken a, a strong look at all of the items that are possibly out there uh, to, to bring you the best products with a unique touch to it. And then you can also tell um, that they're interested in local. They have an entire new case of specialty cheeses from France, Denmark, Italy, Germany, Switzerland. If you're into that, are just great. They launched, just added Seattle chocolates uh, and put all that out. They've got the new crispy uh, crisp cakes and all sorts of fun things. Plus, Ace Hardware right next to them. The Cottonwood Ace is got the biggest Traeger set up there is. 60 North South, 20 of these. Make sure you try the mudslide cookie and see how great it truly is. Life is complicated, especially right now. You're spending more time inside, unable to go to restaurants, and that means you're cooking dinner. But if you're like me, I hate cooking. 
multiple trips to the grocery store, hours of monotonous meal prep just so you can scarf down your food in minutes. So when it's dinner time, I grab my phone, open up an app, and order something. But after convenience fees, delivery fees, and who knows whatever other fees, it ends up being close to $100 for two people. But then I met Freshly. Just put up your feet and relax while Freshly chefs and nutritionists do all the hard work. All you do is heat for three minutes and dinner's done. Imagine a better for you golden oven fried chicken, steak peppercorn with sauteed carrots and French green beans, and my personal favorite, buffalo chicken with loaded mashed cauliflower. It's got fewer carbs. That's just a few of the 30-plus health-conscious options to choose from. Freshly understands that food needs to be delicious, healthy, and simple, because let's be honest here, if it's not easy, I'm not going to do it, and if it doesn't taste good, I don't want to eat it. Freshly is offering our listeners $40 off, $40 off for their first two orders at Freshly.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's Freshly.com slash LockedOnNBA. Summer interview series continues with the requested Ron Boone. I sent it out to people. Who do you want? They said, we want Ron Boone. So Ron Boone, and I wanted Ron Boone too, but he gets tired of me, so I get nervous to ask him to do things. Uh, Ron Boone, getting ready for your 30th season of NBA broadcast. Is that right? 31st. 31st. Wow. Started, started, started in 19, September of 1988. Wow. And you broke into the league in what year? Uh, in 68. Does that make this your 50th season since you broke in? Or, uh, or it 50? does as far as professional sports. Yes, it does. That's pretty good. Oh, that's a long time, man. That is a long – wow. Uh, I, had, I hadn't looked at it that way, but that is, that's quite a few years, David. Yes, that is. Uh, are you amazed <laughs> at the 20 20- – Four hour and twelve months a year news cycle that the NBA has become. Well, you know what? You think about that, and you go back to all the way back to when basketball was tape delayed, um, and you just didn't have much basketball. Baseball was probably the number one sport back then, and very little basketball. Um, and NBA ball games were, were tape delayed. Now everything is is is, is year round. I mean, even when basketball was starting to its surge of being very, very popular, it was still a seasonal sport. And now it's, uh, you know, you're talking 24-7, 12 months a year. I mean, it's great as far as I'm concerned. Let's go back to the Jazz season last year. What do you think changed? What tipped it off? Like, what was the turning point that altered the entire year last year? I, I think a couple of things and probably a number of things. And, and um, one is after losing Gordon, the Jazz really didn't have an identity. I mean, they had a pretty good basketball team, but they didn't have that identity. They didn't have that guy that that um, uh, was going to make the headlines every day, a guy that, that uh, was going to put up numbers for you every night. They didn't think they did. And until uh, Donovan Mitchell was able to step step forward and you know and make some things happen, and obviously you know we've all talked about that game after the loss to Atlanta, uh, it seemed like the Jazz seemed to find themselves and and, and started to to surge up up the charts. But it was uh, just watching and, and Quinn's work on uh, selling this basketball team, and, and David, it was defensively what he was doing. You were going to shoot arounds. 
And boy, it was all defense. I mean, that's what they, they covered the most and, and making sure that all the, 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 the numbers and the T's were crossed, making sure that everyone's on the same page on, on getting the job defensively and let the offense take care of itself. Uh, stay in the ball game defensively, and sooner or later, you know, we're going to start to click and, and win some basketball games. But Donovan Mitchell was the one that, that uh, I think put the Jazz in front of every sports page or every commentary or every, um, uh, you know, us for the most part. I mean, we started our broadcast talking about Donovan Mitchell and how he was surging as, as a great basketball player. You've been around this franchise pretty much the whole way. Have you ever seen a national phenomenon? I mean, Stockton Malone were great, but there, we've never had a national phenomenon like Donovan Mitchell. We have never had a player that has touched everyone like Donovan Mitchell. You know, Carl Malone, John Stockton was great, great basketball players, um, Hall of Famers, uh, got the job done different than anyone in the NBA. Uh, started the surge, I think. Other than Magic Johnson, they really started the surge of, um, of the pick and roll and, and the many ways to score uh, and, and utilize the pick and roll in, in order to uh, to make themselves better. Uh, but Donovan Mitchell is touching people outside of basketball. He's touching people outside of Utah. Uh, and and, I, and we, I, we, I've never seen anything like that. I mean, especially from a, a kid as young as he is, uh, and and right now you know he's genuine. I mean, he's not just trying to sell himself. Uh, he, he's a genuine kid, and, and this is something I think everyone uh, is talking about now and, and appreciate everything that he's doing. And he was like, what, Kearns High School a couple of days ago? No, I don't even know about that one. What was he doing at Kearns High School? Yeah, giving out backpacks and stuff like that. I mean, he, he's uh, he, he's he's. Uh, He's capturing not just Utah. I mean, he's, he's, he's capturing the NBA. When you you were in 1979, you were with the Lakers when Magic arrived. Correct. Similar personality? Uh, I think as far as love of the game and how Magic captured the NBA with his um, that big-ass smile of his, you know, the one that this excited about the game and, and made passing the basketball exciting, you know, that, that type of thing. He captured the NBA as far as that was concerned, but he also had a rival in Larry Bird that captured the NBA and captured the country. Donovan Mitchell didn't have any, didn't have it, didn't have anything like that. I mean, he sold himself. It was like, it was like he went to a marketing firm and said, how should I do this? And, they put out this, this plan for him uh, to make himself well-known around the NBA and capture Utah and the rest of the NBA. He, you know, he hasn't done any, any – he didn't have to do anything like that. I, that. That's what I meant by him being genuine, David. It's just that that's, that's him. I mean, he's, he's, he's marketed himself so well uh, that people really love him. Yeah, it's interesting. I don't know if you remember, but – I asked him when we left summer league. I said, "Yo, I wonder if he can not this year, but first year. I wonder if he can keep that zest. I wonder if he can keep that joy for the game up." And, and it seems to get it gets zapped away from everyone at some point in time. That the professionalism of the game. Do you think he can maintain this joyousness to the way he approaches it? 
Well, let, let's that. I'm gonna answer that question. Then I'm gonna go back to Magic Johnson. Did Magic lose it? No. Nope. You know, I don't. No, he didn't lose it. I mean, that smile and and his willing to pass the basketball and and it wasn't about points. It was all about making his teammates better and and the showman's uh, attitude that they had there in Los in, in Los Angeles. I mean, he didn't lose it. Uh, if Donovan loses it, it'll be because of being pulled on. If you know what I mean from all directions and, and uh, I really don't think he'll lose it, but you know, sometimes guys get to the point where they're, uh, they're getting pulled on from so many different directions that they start to scale back a little bit. And um, that's when, probably when you'll see a change, the better he gets, the more he'll get pulled on. And we're expecting great things from him, obviously, but the better you get and, and the more you're getting pulled on from, from around the NBA and, in this franchise. The moment Ron Boone bought into Donovan Mitchell. We'll tell you about that when we continue on Locked On Jazz on our summer interview series here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Hi, this is Nate Duncan from Locked On's Hollinger and Duncan Podcast. Those of you who listen to our show know that I try to take a measured approach. I'm not prone to hyperbole. It really takes something special to get me excited. But with all that said, Theragun is simply one of the best products that I have ever used. I just turned 40. I've always loved to work out, to play basketball when it's safe. And as I got into my 30s, it just wasn't possible to do that anymore the way I wanted to because my body didn't feel right. And Theragun has helped me fix so many of the aches and pains. I tried everything, massages, chiropractors, this at-home device, handheld percussive therapy has worked better than any of those for me. And now the all-new Gen 4 Theragun has a proprietary brushless motor. It's so quiet. It's no louder than an electric toothbrush. And best of all, you can try Theragun risk-free for 30 days. There's no substitute for the Theragun Gen 4 with an OLED screen, personalized Theragun app, and the quiet and power you need starts at only $199. Go to theragun.com slash locked on, the name of this network right now, and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's theragun.com slash locked on, theragun.com slash locked on. August is about to wrap up, and that means the amazing deals that are going on at Murdoch Hyundai will wrap up with them. Uh, I think I've told you a lot about my feeling about Hyundai, the, the point at which we bought one. Uh, what jumps out to me is how solid the brand is, what you get for the value, uh, the different options, the features that come uh, for the money that you're spending. Really awesome. Uh, now, in August, it's the 92nd anniversary of the Murdochs in Utah, just embedded in our community. And the new Murdoch Hyundai in either... You can purchase a new Murdoch Hyundai in either Linden or Murray. You get oil changes for life and brakes for life. Plus, you the automatic Murdoch perks for every purchase. Car washes for life, safety inspection for life, five-day exchange policy, and the famous price match guarantee. And since my son is going to drive out of the house this morning with my daughter in the car for the first time and go to the bus stop, we're not quite ready for them to go all the way down the freeway. We'll get there eventually. I need to point out to you that the... 2018 Hyundai Santa Fe, the 2018 Hyundai Santa Fe, which he will be driving, which we just purchased, received the highest five-star overall safety rating from the National High School, or High School, the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, and is considered a top safety pick plus by Motor Trend. That had nothing to do with why you should buy one, other than it just made me feel better this morning. (laughs) 
<laughs> with Murdoch, you always receive America's best warranty, 100,000-mile tenure, along with Hyundai Assurance. Visit Murdoch, Hyundai, and Logan, Linden, and Murray. Start Get started at MurdochHyundai.com. See dealer for details. So there was one moment, Mr. Boone, where I think you bought into uh, Donovan Mitchell, and it was fairly early in the year. It was November 20th. We were in Philadelphia. <laughs> You're absolutely right. And then the, two days later, we played Chicago at a home game, and you, before the game, wanted to make sure you saw Donovan Mitchell. What was it yeah. that you saw that you liked, and what was it that you wanted to make sure you talked to Donovan Mitchell about? Well, you know, obviously we had liked the way he was starting to to fill in um, and, and and play the game. He, he understood that making a mistake wasn't a bad thing, and, and you could see his growth and, and, and having confidence in, in himself out there on the floor. Uh, but when I – started to think, okay, I, he, this kid's something special. So when he, he went at, at Joel Embiid and just pushed him down to the floor. Um, I was very impressed with that. And I made sure that I was able to tell him that I liked it strictly because he understood that you can't be soft in the NBA. And he went right back at Joel Embiid, pushed him down. And from that point on, you know, he, you get respect around the NBA. I mean, you, you, that you're not going to be pushed around. And just think about the growth of, of Gordon Hayward. You know, the many things that he would not retaliate to um, during his tenure with the Jazz, well, early in his career. Um, I think he's, he's different now. But I think Donovan was that way in his, in his rookie year. And I was very, very, very impressed with that. Because the NBA is a non-contact sport, supposedly. But you can't be soft, David. Well, to Gordon's point, uh, the day it changed for me, I don't know if you remember this when I have to go back and find it, is we're at Madison Square Garden. And he and mm-hmm. Carmelo Anthony get into a mano a mano, and, and Carmelo tries to, to punk him, and Gordon right. battles him. And I don't know if you remember, but we saw Gordon after that game, and Gordon was still fired up. He was fouling me every play. They didn't call crap. I get no like he. That, to me, was the turning point for Gordon. It just took five years Donovan's happened on November twentieth of his rookie. Yes, yeah that 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 first year. I mean, you get tested. I mean, guys will test you, uh, and and to the point where if you if you're going to continue to back down, then they're going to just run all over you. you. You can't let things like like that happen. So what if you get a technical foul? This is the reason I'm so impressed with Grayson Allen. I mean, I could care less how many times he tried to trip someone or kick someone in in, in college. Uh, I could care less about that, but he shows toughness and, and toughness will carry you a long way in this league. I mean, it will get you respect because guys will test you. I remember David back in the day when, when guys used to, uh, Wilt Chamberlain used to carry uh, wear a rubber band around his wrist and guys <clears throat> used to try to irritate him. Now he wasn't a soft player. I mean, believe me, he wasn't, you know, he was physical and all that kind, but they would try to irritate him by snapping that rubber band. I mean, every chance he'd be grab that rubber band and snap it on his wrist or something like that, just to try to irritate you. I mean, you get tested in, in the league and, and in subtle ways that fans don't see, but you just have to react to it. Who tested you? Nobody. Everyone was afraid of me, David. No. <laughs> <laughs> Undra- you know, undrafted no name out of Idaho State. Yeah, I believe you. <laughs> 
I had a lot of fights. And, and most of the guys that I had fights with were guys that were forwards. And when I had to play forward, sometimes I'd go up and play the small forward position, Rick Berry, George Gervin, you know, I mean, guys like that, that uh, I'd end up getting into scuffles with. But you still, you know, you, you just can't back down. But you just have to respond. I mean, just be a tough guy. All right, so in your day and age, it was that, so you got in a fight. What's in this day and age? How are you being a tough guy? Because you can't hammer, you can't Bill Lambie or somebody going to the rim. You can't Rick Mahorn somebody. So what is it to be a tough guy today? It's mostly you push back. You push back, uh, um, and you just don't get just don't get pushed around. I mean, uh, um, you, you show patience out there at the point where you're not punching anyone. It's something like that. But you just push back. Uh, just take Stevens, what's it, Lance Stevenson, right? Yep. He would blow in LeBron's ear, you know, do all that kind of stuff, trying to get under his skin. But LeBron James would run right through him. I mean, um, driving to the basket, Lance might be trying to take a charge, and and you just don't worry about making the basket. You make sure you run right straight through that charge. That was one of George McGinnis's tricks. You know, you're going to take a charge on me, I'm going to make you pay for it. And he'd run right through you. And all it is is a charging foul. And, and you just 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 don't be soft. You know, that's this fines. Is, what, what is a fine now for a technical foul? Nothing compared, to their, yeah, nothing compared to their salary. Yeah. And it's a tax yeah. write-off. You know, it's, I mean, Stockton, jazz fans get upset about hearing Stockton being dirty. But the story on Stockton that I've gotten from players, and evidently he's actually told some players when he tutored them, is that John used to drive his, if he was going left to right on a pick in the first play of the game, he would just drive his right knee, his high knee, into the thigh of the guy setting the pick on the first one of the day. Fine, if I get called for a foul, that's fine, but he's just not going to set that pick hard for the rest of the night. Yeah, yeah, that's hard to do, and you have to be very good at it. Let's go back to Donovan for a second. I think we have forgotten aspects to the season. The three for 21 against Philadelphia. The, How about the start? Was it 0 for 7 at the beginning of the year? Was that his first game? He's 3 for 11, mm-hmm. 1 for 7, 1 for 7, 7 for 20, 1 for 7. His first five games of the year, he's shooting 25%. Rodney Hood's not playing well. We've got no choice, and the coaching staff somehow believes in him and knows this kid's going to be all right. And then all of a sudden, it's 22 against the Lakers, 28 against Portland, 25 against Toronto, but 26 against Brooklyn, 24 against Minnesota. But then he hits the skids again, right? He gets tired coming out of New York and Brooklyn when he has all that family, and he goes 4 of 9, 6 of 19, 1 of... 10, he has a decent game against Milwaukee, he has another bad game, and if you go, the New Orleans game where his breakout is, right? If you go back yes. and look at the six games before that, he's he's shooting like 40%. What did you see about him in resiliency and that type of toughness? Well, for, was that New Orleans game, we have 29 in that game? No, the New Orleans games, we had 41, where he came after DeMarcus checks out and he goes bananas right. and carries the fourth quarter. What what you see in a guy like that, David, is he believed in himself. 
regardless of how poor he was shooting the basketball, regardless of how he was, what just wasn't getting the job done. Was he turning the ball over? No. Was he uh, helping his teammates in certain situations? Yes. He just wasn't shooting the ball well. But it all starts with, with confidence and the confidence that Quinn was giving him. Continue to shoot the basketball. And you work hard. You get in a position to shoot the ball. I mean, you, you, you run good routes. You're getting good open looks. You're not making them. Continue to shoot. They had enough confidence in him that it was going to turn around. Now your confidence level is, is definitely very, very high. And, and you, could, you could tell because he was coming down and pulling up and shooting three-point shots, you know, off a semi-fast break. You knew then that his confidence level was definitely high enough and he wasn't afraid of getting pulled out of the ball game or the coach chastising because that was a bad shot. That was not a bad shot. We want you shooting those shots. And his, his, his level of play just got better and better. Now what you're starting to see him driving to the basket dunking. Um, how about some of the, the missed shots that he followed up and dunked in, in a crowd off of a, off of a rebound? His game started to show exactly his talent level. Um, now you're becoming the vocal point or the number one option on the scouting report. When you respond to a scouting report, David, when they are gearing to stop you and you're still getting the job done, hey, you, you're pretty good. That makes it that now your confidence is really, really high. He's Ron Boone. He'll be back with us more on tomorrow's show. We'll talk some more about what to expect from Donovan next year. What that win streak, how much of it was real. Ricky Rubio year two. A lot of different discussion points. Tomorrow on Locked On Jazz with Ron Boone here on the Summer Interview Series, all part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You want to throw Ron Boone a thank you? He does read his Twitter comments. That would be great. It's at 1041 straight. That's at 1041 straight. Give him a thank you for taking the time with us today. We super appreciate Ron. He'll be back with us tomorrow as well. Thank you for tuning in to Locked On Jazz, the new Locked On NFL with guests every single day. Monday, it's the local experts with the biggest names. Tuesday, Mike Ren- or Sage Rosenfels was on. Wednesday, today is Mike Renner of Pro Football Focus. And Thursday's show is Mike Sando of ESPN. So make sure you lock down on Locked On NFL on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell your smart speaker to play Locked On NFL. Have a great day. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hi, guys. This is Josh Lloyd, host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. The NBA is back, so that means that fantasy basketball is back in one form or another. We've got daily fantasy, but there's also some fantasy leagues with the resumption of play with these eight regular season games in Orlando, and Locked On Fantasy Basketball is going to have you covered. It's not just for fantasy basketball, though, because we recap all of the games across the NBA, so if you're looking for a broad overview of the action across the league every day, Locked On Fantasy Basketball is the podcast for you.